Welcome to the Holistic Wellness and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kimberly Ann Marsden, holistic psychologist, Reiki master, and astrologer. Today on the show, I'm joined by an intuitive healer and transformational energy coach, who also happens to be a very kind and gentle spirit. And she shares with us ways to bust myths related to healing. As you listen to her, you'll hear so clearly how much she loves to help people and she brings a message to all of us to help us understand the simplicity of healing and help us get back to the basics. So join me and my guest, Gul Somnyes. Here we go. Hello, hello. Today, we are blessed to have Gul Sonmez with us. She is going to be helping us understand the myths surrounding healing journeys. So thank you for joining us today. Hello, thank you. Thank you for having me. So I have been looking forward to speaking with you. So I think what we'll do is we'll just have you jump in and let's just start talking right away about some of the things misconceptions that people have of what healing is or how people sort of are on a healing journey and come across things that are surprising. Yeah. It's an amazing, amazing topic to talk because when you're in a healing journey, especially when you started your journey, you want to get healed and solve everything and just, you know, be very fast. And you always look up to this super marketed healing stories and you always feel like you're lack of something somehow things are not working with you my own healing journey took so long it's my ninth year but I see a very significant difference in the first five years and the last four years Uh, so most of the things I'm going to share today are the learnings that I had on my skin due to my own diseases my own sicknesses uh, because my healing journey started due to the physical pain like yours Mm-hmm. And and last four years I've been working. I'm blessed to work with many people all around the world. More than a couple of thousands of healing sessions. Uh, I see lots of similarities with people, so I would like to share those today. That is wonderful because I think the first thing you said that I just want to go back and point out to people is that healing journeys are not. There's no finish line. You're not going to start it and put a timeline on it and be done. We're always transforming throughout life. And as you said, it's been years, but you see changes through those years and you continue to, to make advancements and transform and transform. And that's such a, I know some people get overwhelmed when you say that, but actually I, I think of it as a very encouraging thing because it basically tells you that you're limitless. We're all limitless. We can continue to change and evolve every day. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So it's a, it's a blessed journey if it's every day because yes it's life right there's things are happening now especially in this time of the world when you look at what's happening in the middle east and what's happening with the fires all around the world sometimes uh it's a bit more darker <laughs> and it's quite hard to ground yourself and try to understand why all these things are happening uh, but there's only one way you need to start working with yourself nobody's gonna come and save you 
people, healers, teachers, coaches, whoever they are, channelers, they're there to help you and just show you the way, but only you can walk in this path. And it's, yes, it's an everyday journey. But the good news, <laughs> when you give a break uh, or when you start doing it after some time, uh, you would be more efficient and faster. So when you fall, you're going to get up a bit faster and you will be amazed how you can get up faster, actually. This is why I would like to share those myths today. Yeah. And, and that's a great point is that we're constantly changing. And as you go on this journey, things will, will shift like you're saying, and you'll be able to, I think the other thing you mentioned that I want to say is, is that people take responsibility for themselves. And part of that is finding the guides, finding healers to assist you. But at the end of the day, those cho- the choices you make are going to make the changes. Nobody else can do it for you. I know for myself, I had that issue when I first had my um, healing journey started. I wanted someone to fix me. And I spent a lot of energy trying to find the person that was going to fix me. And yeah. I think that's a very, I see that with people I work with too. You know, they'll come to me and they think I'm going to fix them. And the first thing is, no, I, that's not, that's not, first of all, it's not anyone's role to fix you. It's our own role to fix ourselves. And that's why, you know, healers give you choices and they give you options and knowledge, but not, not quick fixes. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I will tell if I have this, this gift, I will sell it for a couple of million dollars. If I get just, you know, fix <laughs> <Yeah>. you, <laughs> I will just be sitting on my mansion with a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. And then, but think about it though. I think that's a great point because even if we did have the ability to quick fix, and I'm sure there are people that have the ability to do certain things. I really think that your spirit, your body, it would be taken in differently. It still wouldn't, I, I don't think your body would buy into it. You know, your spirit would be like, well, that's nice. Thank you. You may have fixed the body, but there's other things going on here that need to be fixed by the person. So even if somebody fixed the body, they wouldn't necessarily be able to access the spirit and the other pieces of being human. Yeah. 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 We call it like you need to digest the healing, you know, you need to digest the session. You need to digest the healing because sometimes you go to very, very dark places and you realize some things about yourself and then you release those blocks. And after those kind of sessions, you really need time for a digest so that you can take this session or this healing to your daily life and you can move and transform. Yes. So let's go ahead and be real specific. Why don't we start off just talking specifically about some of the myths that you've seen and that we want to make sure that people understand? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, So there are four big ones that I see on most of the healing sessions. (laughs) I want to talk about those. The first one is that when you're in a healing journey, when you're in a self-discovery, the aim is you need to be calm, you need to be centered, Uh, But people sometimes think that they need to be calm and centered all throughout the time. (laughs) But in a healing journey, all emotions are welcome. Because sometimes when you start to look at your darkness, they're going to bring anger. Maybe all the suppressed anger you hold over the time is just going to come to surface. And after that, realizing what happened to you when you're a child, it's going to take you a couple of days to understand, to release. So during these days, all emotions are welcome. 
because we rush so much. Oh my God, I'm just going to feel joyful and happy and glowing. This is the end result. Of course, the, the end result is that you feel amazing and you feel aligned. But as it's the life, sometimes you're going to feel just, okay, today I just want to cry because I just realized that I went to this three years old self of me and I see this memory and I just realized, oh my God. And sometimes we bury very, very deep secrets, right? When we, especially for women, when you have a story of abuse, when you have a story of abortion, when you have a, those kind of stories, it is harder for you to release this kind of pain as well. So that the first thing I would say, all emotions are welcomed on a healing journey. All emotions are welcomed on a self-discovery journey. Because sometimes crying is just healing. You will just journal and cry and cry and cry. And you're going to question what is wrong with me. So that, this is the first thing I want to mention. I, I love that point. Thank you so much for making that. Because I think one of the things for a lot of people is that they don't want to feel certain emotions. So sometimes it's important for people just to start feeling their emotions at all. So I love that you say all emotions are welcome. I think that's a great point. People think that if you are spiritual, or if you are evolved, or if you are Zen, then you don't feel emotions like anger and you're always calm and peaceful. And it's not true. You're not, that's not, to me, that's not being authentic. If you're a human being, you're going to experience a full range of emotions. So to say that only certain ones are, are, are welcome is sort of defeating, you know, we have to learn how to deal with all of them. So that's a great point. I love that. Yeah. Perfect. And sometimes they also also check the people that you work. If they claim that they're always happy and they're always calm, there's also something wrong. <laughs> because mm -hmm. sometimes I realize when I tell my clients, they're like, girl, hey, how are you? How was your weekend? And I say, ah, oh, Giovanni, my husband drove me crazy. And I was so angry. At one point, I had to just sit under the sun and do a body work to release this anger. And they were like, oh, you get angry. I'm like, oh, of course I get angry because <laughs> I'm a human. <laughs> and sometimes men can really push your limits and trigger you all the way down you know <laughs> yeah and and that happens and i think that but see that's the point because in the healing work the trigger like you did in that story you just told with your husband the point is to realize you got triggered because that emotion the anger is giving you work to do it's actually helping you on your healing journey it doesn't mean that you aren't progressing it means you are because now you're aware of the fact that you're angry you're aware of the fact that you're triggered and now you can figure out how you want to react how you want to respond i should say versus just reacting that's healing yeah. when you can create the space to respond and make a choice with how you deal with the emotion versus just re reacting yeah. so and i think that's so cute that people are like oh you're human too you have <laughs> So yeah, that's really, yeah. but I think that goes to your credit because that means that you're open enough to say, you know, I'm human and yeah, I, I'm not going to give you a fake story about how, every, how everything's fine. If you really want to know, I'm going to tell you, I, I experienced some emotions that were tough and I dealt with them. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, this is the reality. Otherwise mm -hmm. the other one is just so fake. <laughs> yes. I wish I was that calm person all the day, but apparently it's not happening. Yeah. That's what I think when I look at the Dalai Lama, you know, I think he's so cool and he's so funny and he's so relaxed. And sometimes I catch myself. I'm like, I want to be like that. And then I go, I wonder if he's always like that. And I'm like, well, maybe he is, but I'm not him. 
Yeah, yeah. And thanks for mentioning Dalai Lama, actually. It takes me to the second myth. Okay. <laughs> it takes me to the second myth because it's, 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 I think it was one of Dalai Lama's phrases, you know, the spirituality and science, actually. Quantum physics and spirituality are very in line. So the second thing is just we we think that we just say it and this this holy voices is coming to you and it's shifting your energy. So we miss the point of healing is also very scientific with your body. It's all about your hormones. It's all about your emotions. It's about how you think. So on a healing journey, it's really important to understand your body and understand how actually the science behind how the science behind it works. Mm -hmm. So I want all my clients to read specific books about uh, written by doctors because I have doctor clients as well. I have researcher clients. I have coach clients who who just believe in in logic, who just believe and who who were quite skeptical when we started working. And when they realize, oh my God, there's so much scientific proof that healing is not a hoo-hoo word and it happens within your body because your body has everything to recover when you give the space to the body uh, that it can recover. So another thing is just, um, of course, there's a spiritual side of it, but it's always mind, body, and soul. Like your podcast, you know, my yeah. body and soul, it always comes together. So if you're skeptical about healing journey, no worries. <laughs> there are things to the researchers and doctors. There are so many, so yeah. many um, data points now where you can check. There are, and there are, and I, I'm sure you're probably familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza yeah, yeah and yeah. his whole journey. And I think that he's one of the great examples because he had his own healing journey and then he is a researcher. And so he basically healed himself and then convinced himself, figured out, figured out the science behind it. And now that's what he teaches to everybody else. You know, yeah. he teaches everyone that thoughts create things, but it's not like you're saying, it's not woo woo that the thoughts are creating things because of the impact they're having on your physiology on, and they're, there is a real method and there's a real way to understand it. But the thing I like to think about is you can understand it from wherever you're at. If you're the researcher and the analytical thinker, you can look at it from from that perspective and do your research that way. If you're somebody that thinks in a more spiritual way, you can understand it in a different way. And that's what I think is so beautiful. There's information out there for, for all kinds of learners and believers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it's just just you need to start from somewhere. And actually, I'm coming from a corporate background as well. I just uh, last five years I worked at Amazon. You know, it's just, everything is all about data. And my clients were like, "But how? We're very spiritual. You 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 hear the voices." I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm also obsessed with data. You know, <laughs> this is uh -huh. what I do in my daily life." So. You can always search what talks to you. And now we're in such an era, you have unlimited information. As you said, depending on what you want to find out, you can just check. But if you are skeptical on healing world, there is so much data that you can check. And amazing doctors, as you mentioned, Joe Dispenza, or you can read the book Mind Over Medicine. Oh, um, yeah. I love that. That's Melissa Rankin, right? Yeah. Melissa yeah. Rankin. If you're just, okay, where to start? I always say start with her YouTube video, actually. She had a TED Talk, which is amazing, like 18 minutes or something. Start with her TED Talk video if you're skeptical. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, her book is fantastic. I've read that book. That's, 
That is, and I think the point you just made is really just start somewhere. <laughs> start, <laughs> start, start somewhere, wherever you want, wherever you're at, start there and then, and then move forward. Yeah. Because when you don't start, what happens is what happened to me and probably to you. Uh, usually when I talk to the the people that I read, that I admire, nobody starts, okay, one day I was sitting and hearing voices. No, it always starts with a disease <laughs> or it always starts with a struggle. It always starts with something. You think everything in your life is so great, but then boom, you know, you hit the wall. So I always say it's better to start now <laughs> when you have the messages. This is why I love, for example, skin disease for me. It's like if, when the pimple comes, I'm so happy. I'm like, ah, oh, good. It's not my organs. It's first getting out of my system through this. So yeah, start from somewhere before they turn into real blocks. Yeah, because what I say is the universe gives you messages through the wisdom of our body. And if you don't listen, the messages just get louder and louder and louder and eventually it's such a screaming message. You can't miss it. And then the, it's like, kind of like the consequences get louder, the louder the messages are, the louder the consequences are for you in the sense of physically, you know, you'll get, but it's really about waking up and being aware of, you know, of the messages, like you're talking about, like you just gave the example with your skin. A lot of people wouldn't understand that that way. So it's really about just waking up and trying to connect with yourself going in, actually kind of going in and connecting with yourself and understanding the wisdom that your body has for you. And there are great books and things that can give you guidance. If you are like, well, I don't know what that means for me. There's a lot of metaphysical things, but there's no accidents with why we have the issues that we have. So if it's your skin, there's specific reasons why, if it's you know, whatever disease you have, there's a specific reason why it's where it is. And people like Louise Hay can give you direction. The her books have direction as to why that specific area. A lot of Eastern medicine will talk a lot about um, energetic areas and what those things mean. That that's just very common, actually, in you know, in other other forms of medicine. They doctors look at it completely differently than we do in Western medicine. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. This is why it's different emotions are stored in different places of the body. So all you need to just need to either read or work with someone so you can tap into that part of your body before they turn into bigger blocks. Yeah. And even if they turn to bigger blocks, it's still <laughs> healing is still there. So yeah, it's just a message of where to start. It's like, hello, start here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of us just need bigger signs than others. That's what I say. I said, some of us are just slower learners, you know, for me personally, I was like, well, I guess I just am really good at ignoring, you know, ignoring things. So my messages came very loud eventually. So now I try and make sure that I listen to the whispers. So I don't need to have any loud messages. I look for the little whispers and try and adjust with those, but go ahead. I know you have a third one. What's your third one for us? So third one is a bit personal for me. And it's one of my first favorite topics is just the topic of forgiveness because so I told this my ninth year on the my self-healing journey and uh, it took me six years to forgive one person and to truly understand why, why I need to do the forgiveness because usually uh, if you watch the YouTube videos and etc or work with some some healing modalities it's just you picture the person in front of you you say it's okay I forgive you forgive okay cut the course and then Jim Michael please cut the course boom done I forgive but 
It is true. If it's just one of my colleagues during the day gets me angry, I can forgive like that. If I'm angry to the lady in front of me in the bank, maybe I can forgive like that. But some people had to give you real, real pain. Uh, there are some stories that where your heart is really broken. Or there are some stories where your soul is crashed. <laughs> abuse is one of those stories. It's not like, okay, somebody abused me, but hmm, I understand why it happened. Okay, I forgive you. So there's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> there is no such a forgiveness. I always say it's a fake forgiveness. Uh, so the real forgiveness, what I what I see and what really helped me to understand is not to justify why it happened da, 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 or not to try to forgive this person that I'm going to like this person, I'm going to see this person. It is just you need to realize to release. And the thing that we really need to realize is that how this situation, what, what did it teach us? So how did it help you to become who you are now? And sometimes in some very painful memories, it doesn't come so easily. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing, nothing wrong with you. When I work with female, with abuse stories, for example, it's not like, oh, okay. It never happens like that. You need to go layer by layer, layer by layer. And when you hit there, you cry your heart out for sure, but it takes some time to really, really digest and understand and be finally move away from it. So there are different types of forgiveness. And with the family, with your own mom and dad, it's an ongoing <laughs> lessons, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think Ramdas used to say, it. if you think you're enlightened, go and spend one week with your yeah. parents. <laughs> then you realize you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like this because you came to this earth with a pack. Your mother loves you and you love your mother probably the most, but you're the ones who are giving each other the hardest lessons. This is my story with my, my mom. I love her. I, I cannot even express how much I love her. Like she's like my hero, but most of my healing stories are related to her at the same time because it was a perfectionist mother. <laughs> and like a perfectionist mother, you never feel that you're good enough. You never feel that you're you're good enough and you always have to prove yourself. But now when I go back, I can really, really understand. And this takes me to the parents. For parents, what I find out, <laughs> it is not forgiveness, it's just compassion. Because who are we to sometimes forgive our parents? They give us all the life. They give us all this. They did what they could do the most. So maybe more than word forgiveness, I like to use compassion with the parents. Mm -hmm. This really helped my journey to heal and shift the relationship drastically with my own mother. And I see with most of my clients, it's just, there are some people that you can do the forgiveness, but especially with your soul family that is there each and every day, you need to also understand the concept of compassion, but real compassion, seeing and feeling why they have been through those so it's really, really gave me a good clarity on forgiveness. So I would like to also mention that because I spent six years to forgive one person. <laughs> and after six years, I just realized one main thing. I was like, ah, oh, now I really forgive. And then you see immediately the karma. Then you immediately see uh, more beauty is coming to your way. That is so beautiful and wise. I think that's a great point because people... They sometimes people be like, well, it's not nice. Like I should forgive them because it's not nice, you know? And I'm like, well, it's not, first of all, it's not about nice, but like you said, forgiveness needs to be authentic and it needs to come from 
you really being able, like, I love what you said that you need to be able to realize and release things. You need to be able to realize what's really happening. And there's layers to do that. So to just give the verbiage of, Oh, I forgive you as that's not, that's not doing the work. You're not really getting down to realizing the depths of, like you're saying, if it's something superficial, that's different, but I'm talking about on a deeper, like you were talking about with the deeper things, deeper injuries or wounds that you really need to be able to um, realize what really happened, what your own responsibility, your own role was, what the other person is responsible for and what you're responsible for. And then like, I love the point about it being all about compassion with the people that wound you the deepest because compassion's about to me is about unconditional love. And when you love someone unconditionally, then you can really truly have compassion, even in these situations where it might not, like you're saying, analytically or logically look like a person would be able to forgive. But when you come from that place of unconditional love and you find the compassion, then I think like you're saying, the forgiveness flows from, from there. Yeah. And especially it's amazing, unconditional love. So I would not love my husband unconditionally because if he cheats me, I'm not going to love him. I will not love my manager unconditionally if he does not maybe promote me and I don't know, do do something horrible. I'm not going to love him. But with your parents with your or with your children, <laughs> with your mom and dad and with your own kids, there's an unconditional love going on there. How many, how many times? We hurt our mothers and somehow they still love and pray for us. Or how many times your child drives you crazy, <laughs> but you still love on a different layer, on a different kind of unconditional love was the perfect word for it. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's, and that's, I mean, and that's not an easy thing to do either, you know? And that's the thing, like, I recognized myself. I'm like, am I being unconditionally loving to my children and to the people, you know, in my life? Am I really? And it's really, you know, it, sometimes I look at it and I go, wow, that was really not, I, I didn't step up to the plate in that situation. That was not, that's not who I want to be, but, you know, I hold that as how I want to be. And I try and hold myself accountable when I don't, when I'm not doing it and, and be compassionate with myself, you know, and I think that's the thing we need to be compassionate with ourselves too. We're talking about being compassionate to everybody else. We need to have the self-compassion and the self-love. Yeah, along along in that recipe. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's the first. It's like they thank you for mentioning. It's like not it's not even meet one. It's like the the thing about it's just self love actually. Yeah, yeah. And the last one is I would like to mention a little bit about manifestation because it's my favorite topic of work <laughs> I love and I always say um, when I work with people is I always say the third month is the manifesting month and um, again you know how do you manifest something you think about something you wish about this thing that this is you can read many books about it there's lots of layers of manifestation but you would realize some things you can manifest so easily they come to you but some things takes really really long time and what I find out, the things that take really, really long time are really tangled with your fears. Because on one side, you say, okay, I want it. I'm doing the secret every day. Why it's not working? But on the other side, you're so scared of it. And um, I'm remarried this year. It's my, I, I started my healing journey nine years ago when I started to get sick. At that time, I was married and I realized that I was in the wrong relationship. <laughs> this is why I was getting sick all the time. 
lesson learned. <laughs> and and uh, my partner now, my husband, is a very newly married. <laughs> it's going to be one year now. Um, I remember I was working on manifestation because I want to remarry again. But the, but something was was always holding on. And this is the time when I realized on manifestation, fears are very dominant. So even though you say, yeah, da, da, I want to remarry again, deep down, I was so scared. My soul was like, no, I don't want to be hurt again. No, I don't want to go to this route again. So you need to work layer by layers on the fears. And again, it's a self-work. It's nice because you work and then you transform. But the beauty is that you just need to do the inner work. So in manifestation, you don't need to put your focus on others. But is he going to marry with me or if this job wants me or can I, will they accept my application? It's all about inner work. When you do the inner work, when you make the internal shifts, external shifts always come. It always comes. It comes to everyone. It's going to come to you. Your task is just to find out the spheres, understand them and move from them. And the last thing, the last bit is the fears will always be there. So if you work, work, work on yourself and you realize, oh my God, I still have this fear, it's okay. The, the, the healing is just to be able to move from the fear so that your desire, your motivation, your purpose is bigger than your fear so that you can move. So it was the last one because I see people are also struggling so much on getting rid of all the fears, which is not possible. <laughs> Yeah, no, that is a wonderful point. I love that because I think it reminds us that just like we were talking a few minutes ago about the body being here to give you messages, the fear also is here to help you learn and to grow. I mean, that's my belief that that the fear, like you're saying, it's not going to go away. It's because it's it's another learning system for us. You know, we have to kind of understand what it's about so that we can release that particular issue or move in a way along with it. And, um, I think that's a really, it's a really great point. It's kind of like back to before when people were saying, you said all emotions are welcome. Well, fears also, you know, in the, he's not saying that he's one of your biggest teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's still a teacher. It's still a teacher, maybe a scary teacher sometimes, but, but it's like, if you don't have your subconscious on board, it, it goes back to what you were saying again before of you have to feel good enough. You know, if you don't believe it's, it, you can't manifest things if your subconscious isn't on board. And so if you don't truly in all of your cells, in all of your being mind, body, spirit, if you don't truly believe that you can do what you're wanting, what you're trying to manifest or that you don't deserve it. I see that a lot too. People don't think they're good enough that they don't deserve it. Or in some way, then the universe can't provide it for you because you're blocking yourself. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. This is why it's, it's a, this is why it, it takes us back. It's a constant work. It's a constant work. But the more you do it, the more you work on more amazing things are coming on your way. Uh, when I started doing my first sessions, I was that time doing Reiki at home for like, I think, like 60 euro an hour. And this year, it turned out to be a six-figure business. <laughs> and the biggest thing I've worked on in terms of manifestation is actually my fears around visibility, my fears around sharing my story, my fears around if I say it, people are going to say I'm crazy, how can I say people that I can hear things, they're going to judge me, you know, but they were all my fears. And when I work on them, so far, nobody judged me for saying what I dare to say. 
So they were all my peers. Oh my God, they're going to judge me. They're going to say I'm crazy. How I'm going to explain the voices. Da, da, da. But now I just realized I spent quite good time <laughs> in order to understand it's okay to have fears. We just need to be able to move from them. And how did you do that? If you don't mind me asking, how did you do that? How did you take those fears and move through them? Like you're talking about. Yeah. So I wish to say, you know, I I would like to give a really wise story. I don't actually, but but, uh, love is the biggest transformation. Mm -hmm. I always say it is either love to someone or love to a child or love to the God creator. So when I was hearing those voices, Um, I couldn't stay and I started to say only to my clients and I realized they were it were it was helping them so much they were loving it and they're like oh my god it is word of six months therapy I never thought about this and I realized that the voices were very accurate so I'm not making this up but still I was very scared and I told it to my partner that time my part my husband was my partner we were dating and his first reaction but good you work at Amazon, people are going to think you're crazy. Why don't you become a coach so you can say you're a coach because it has a better reputation. And I was, okay, yeah, I need to be a coach. It has a better reputation. Of course, people will think I'm crazy. And then I went to this beautiful coaching school in London. I paid a lot of money. <laughs> it was one of the best coaching institute that is there. And there, you know, you do the swaps and you do the coaching. All the head coaches who were training us, they were like, good. This is a gift. Why don't you become a spiritual coach? The world is so ready. Why are you hiding? Suddenly, I found myself with very serious business coaches, leaders who are just telling me, why don't you combine and just become a spiritual coach? And most of them became my clients afterwards. So this is why I love those. Uh, But then I realized that it was my fear. And when I start to work on it, suddenly my partners start to say, what you do is amazing, you know, don't hide it anymore. Because when you shift, your reality shifts. There's mm-hmm. no other way. It's not, he's just a messenger. Yeah. So it, this is why for me, love was a big transformation. I wanted to be look cool in the eyes of the lover. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's kind of helped. But so that's amazing point you make. It's about, you know, how we're mirrors for one another. So as you started to shift, it sounds like if I'm understanding the story, as you started to shift how, how you felt about what you were doing based on the feedback you were getting, it came back to you. He came back to you and he shifted because you were belief in yourself was shifting. And so it just kind of was a nice kind of feedback loop in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I don't know. It happens with all the females I worked everyone all the female clients that i have when they shift they have power to shift all the household they really shift their husbands or their partners with them their kids with them i have i one day i want to write a book about it feminine energy is so powerful and i also have male clients as well <laughs> they can never shift their partners i'm so sorry i don't know what <laughs> I have no idea how the universe works, but what I realized, feminine energy is so powerful. When you start to lead with this feminine more, you really, it's like, it's like an ocean, you know, it's so powerful. It can get rid of all the mountains, but at the same time, it can take a shape of, I don't know, a small mug. The, the, it's like a water, like the ocean. Feminine energy is so powerful. So this is what I see, especially for females out there. <laughs> when you shift, 
you definitely shift your partners or you realize, okay, it's not a solo line partner. I don't want to be with anymore. I also had this. <laughs> so I also go through a divorce in order to transform myself. So it doesn't necessarily mean that maybe you just realize it's not the right person for you, but still you shift the household <laughs> because you yeah. make the decision to go. Or if you if it's a soul aligned person for you, if it's the right person for you, you change them. But so far, every female I work has they managed to shift their partners. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of power. Women have a lot of power. <laughs> Men do too, but it's just different. I think, you know, I think that there is, like you're saying, I mean, we all obviously have, you know, the divine masculine and divine feminine, but we have different roles here, you know, as, as men and women, as far as what we are strong essences, what our spirits are bringing and, and what our roles are as far as, you know, the impact that we make in this world. And I think there's a lot to be said for both, but I, I think you're right. I think that in social situations, women really can um, shift tremendous, especially in the home, in the home life. So ladies yeah. realize that you got a lot of power, use it wisely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. And and they're, the society, of course, and the school system and the corporate world, they're always teaching us to lead with masculine. Yes which is okay, which is what it is. So there's no need to blame the society or the corporate world. So I'm not going to go in there because they also teach you a lot because masculine skills like make you powerful, make you, um, you, you need to born into your power, but you can combine like it's the dance of divine feminine and masculine. But if you're in a female body in this lifetime, yeah. in a female temple, you need to learn with the, lead with the feminine energy more and you will realize how strong it is, how strong it is to shift, to change, to transform. So right. ladies out there. <laughs> <laughs> so and fun. men, you can embrace your divine feminine as well. It doesn't make you female. Yeah. It just makes you balanced and harmonious. We, yeah. you know, women need to do it too. We need to embrace the the masculine. So it goes, it goes both ways, but I think you're right. Like in this lifetime, whatever you are, you need to really embrace and find the harmony within, but also whatever um, you're, you are vibrating in this, in this universe, this lifetime, female, male, use that energy to the best that you can embrace it. Yeah. 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 So is that all our myths or do we have any more? That's all our myths. Yeah. These are the basic myths. This <laughs> the basic, so that basic. is that I think that that is all just so powerful because I think those, what I find is sometimes things that seem simple are actually the most profound. And to me, those were simple yet profound because I bet a lot of people didn't think about that. You know, you've come to those through a lot of experience. So they are important. And if you stop and you really pick apart each one, it really will make a huge difference if people just, because they kind of gives you permission. I feel like those myths that you just gave us, it gives all of us the permission to let go of belief systems that aren't going to serve us on your healing journey. And yeah. I think that they're really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Top, top five basic healing journey. Myths. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So at this point, what I think we'll do is we will summarize things by going over to the sparks of wisdom. Sparks of wisdom, oh, 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 sparks of wisdom, oh, 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 All right, Gold, we're ready for your sparks of wisdom. 
Yeah, sparks of wisdom. Ah, so I would just like to say that just be open, just open your heart and don't be scared of the fears, of the darkness, of anything that comes to your way because healing is in simplicity, actually. <laughs> and the God creator and just voices, whatever you call them, they don't want our road to be very complex actually but we make it so complex about forgiveness should i do this should i do that so it's all about simplicity and in this simplicity you just need to realize things to be able to release and move away from them and just know that sometimes it takes time sometimes it's fast there's no right or wrong there's no one method you just need to try and start from one place so that you can really live a more fulfilled and aligned and a purposeful life, actually. Because if you are in a call to a healing journey, one way or another, it maybe means your purpose is calling you. So it's beautiful in the end. Better to start. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yes, answer the call when the call comes in. Make sure you answer that yeah. call. Beautifully said. Cool. Thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your wisdom. It's such an important message for people to understand. Like you're saying that basically we need to get back to basics, be open, be aware. And the simplicity of life is where the beauty and healing can really thrive. So thank you so much for coming today. And if you could tell people how they can find you, work with you, that would be awesome. Yeah. Thank you for having me, by the way. It was really nice. I never talk about the Smith. Sometimes I wrote about them in the in my newsletters, but it was really nice to talk about them as well. So I'm very, very excited for this podcast. Um, how you can find me, it's pretty easy. I have a website, which is called Purposeful Vibes. Um, so there you can see what I do. How I work with people is actually I work in a four-month journey because for me, everything is takes time uh, and the, you need to see the shift. The shift needs to be profound. It needs to, we need to be on a journey where layer by layer, layer by layer, we work on the issues that are keeping you stuck, but that during this journey, you should learn how to navigate by yourself. Because let's face it, when the storm hits you, you're usually alone. <laughs> mm -hmm. None of my healing crises happened when I was going for a session. So this is why it's a four-month journey. I don't work on and off with people. And you can find the details on my website, purposefulvibes.com. But if you're interested on the topics that I share, I write weekly newsletters. I just tune in to the energies of the week and I just share what comes because there's a lot of commonalities in the world that's happening all around. So I just tune in the energies, tune in the sessions, and I just share either some tips about healing or some books I read. Like I summarize the book I read and I tell them, okay, this is why it's good. Or I share some meditations. You can find me in my newsletter. And if you want to receive my newsletters where I share the tips and the books, and sometimes I share free meditations and events you need to sign up for my newsletter. And for this, I have a meditation, which is all about self-love and self-forgiveness. I recorded that one for my clients when I realized the issue of forgiveness. It always starts with the self, as you said. So I recorded a 10-minute self-forgiveness meditations. And Divine Meet was 10 minutes, by the way. <laughs> Somehow it ended in 10 minutes. It's all about self-forgiveness. Because during the day, 
we are very critical when we talk to ourselves. I find myself always judging me. <laughs> It's especially if you're used to, you need to learn how to love and forgive yourself. It's an everyday job. So this is why I have a 10 minutes meditation just, just for self-forgiveness. You can start from there. Just download the meditation and read my newsletters. And if you're interested, I see you in one of the events. That sounds super exciting. Yes. And I will put all that information on the show notes. I will put the link. Thank you for providing us. She sent us a, like she said, a free 10 minute meditation. I can't wait to, to do it myself. I'm very excited. So thank you for sending that. And um, all that information will be in the the show notes so people can find you. And there's a picture there and her bio, all kinds of great things. And then you can also click directly to your website from there. So, oh, the other thing I want to mention too, is I love, by the way, your name on your website that you said, Purposeful Vibes. I thought that was just a genius name. I was like, oh, because I always think high vibes, but I'm like, I like Purposeful Vibes. That's, that's different. <laughs> that's, that was very smart. Thank you. Yeah. The, the name born in New York, actually, once I was on a healing journey there and I just took a pen and paper and I started writing all the words. Like, you know, just brain dump all the words, all the words, like light, love, what I want to do with this, with this, what I'm doing, how I'm going to tell my message to people. And then out of all the words, I see purpose and the vibes. I'm like, oh, I should immediately check if somebody take it before me and ta-da, nobody There took it go. before. So, yeah. <laughs> that's so, that's so awesome. Well, thank you again. And for the listeners, if you could leave a rating and review, it's always helpful for the podcast. I greatly appreciate that. And of course, really appreciate you listening and very grateful for all of you. Hope I'm sure that if you're listening today, you definitely heard some wonderful things that you can take with you on your journey. And as always, be you, be love, and be present. <laughs>